Thank you for tuning in to the Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. So I have upgraded a little bit. Super, super excited. If you're checking me out on YouTube or Instagram, you could see that, you know, I have upgraded my space a little bit. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, I definitely want to sow into the area that God is using, and he is definitely using YouTube to be able to uh, minister to thousands of people via this podcast. What I wanted to talk to you guys today was about the process of sanctification. I'm ministering to this amazing person right now, and um, they are just really struggling with, and I find that a lot of us struggle with this, they're really struggling with the areas of slip-ups, right? I don't know about you, but maybe you grew up in a religious church, a religious household, or maybe it was just very strict to where it was kind of like um, if you mess up, if you don't do good, then your parents don't approve of you or you're going to go to hell or God is not pleased with you. And that's not the way this works, right? When we talk about the Bible, when we talk about God, God is nothing like our family or our parents, right? God is so much better than those things. And so like for me, something that I struggled with in this area, it was thinking that the moment God delivered me from homosexuality, that I would never struggle with same-sex attraction again. Was I wrong? Yes. Okay. This is something that you have to walk out when this is something that is ingrained deeply within you, right? I was a lesbian. Um, it's not something that just goes away. Hey, if you are someone who God has delivered from homosexuality and you've never struggled uh, with same-sex attraction after that, God bless you, okay? Amen. You need to give me some tips, okay? Because I have realized uh, in my life that this is something that I have to lay down daily, right? And especially in this past 10 years of, of, of time in which God has uh, touched my heart, spoke to me about this topic, and me walking it out in singleness, it has been very difficult. Why? Because I don't feel as though I'm called to singleness, right? I want to get married. I want to have kids. So struggling in those times of loneliness, so often my brain goes back to that last relationship, you know, where it seems as though, man, that was perfect, man. We were going to spend the rest of our life together. I can't believe I gave all of that up for what? Like, yeah, going to heaven is cool, but I am lonely out here, right? Maybe if, maybe uh, some of you guys totally understand that, you know, and COVID, you know, just being by yourself, you're just like, this is lonely. You might have gotten a dog, okay? Um, I've had a dog, and my dog is like my therapy dog. I'm just like, come on, it's time to cuddle because I am feeling lonely. I am feeling sad. Um, but we have to learn to go to God to those for those things. And there's areas in my life as well where God touched me. He did something amazing. I dropped that sin like a bad habit, right? Let's talk about pornography and masturbation. But then somewhere along the lines over the last couple of years, every now and then those things will pop up again, you know? And so we have to give ourselves grace, but we really have to understand the word of God so that we can receive that grace. You know, it's one thing to know, oh, well, God's mercy and his grace and his love, you know, it's just overflowing in our lives. It's good to know that. But if you really don't understand what that means, a lot of times we won't really feel that peace about it. And so a lot of you guys are struggling just the same 
right? I hope I'm not the only imperfect person. Um, maybe you are struggling with the fact that you think change isn't happening quick enough. Maybe you're struggling with just keeping, uh, you keep sinning over and over again. And you're just like, man, my desire to please the flesh is so much greater than my desire to please God. That's being honest about yourself. It's being honest about where you are, right? I think the first place, the, the, the first step that we have to make is seriously being honest about where we are. And from there, we can move forward. And I've done that in my life. I'm like, man, God, my flesh is, um, I want to gratify the desires of my flesh. I want to lean into this sin. I want to do this sin, even though I know that the Holy Spirit is telling me not to, even though I know it'll lead to death, hell, and the grave. My desire to sin is greater than my desire to please you. But I want that to change right? It's all about the matter of, of the, the position of your heart. That's what matters. And if you have a desire to please God, if you have a desire to follow God, um, I just want to give you a word of encouragement. You know, you are on the right path in spite of the mess ups, in spite of the pitfalls, you are on the right path. You're doing good. Okay. You are just as normal as, as I am. Sometimes people look at me and they're like, Jessica, Oh, you seem so perfect. You don't get out of here. Like if, if you, uh, were one of my accountability people, you'd just probably be like, what is going on? It is one thing after another. And it's not that like, you know, I'm out here, you know, having sex with women or anything like that. No, thank God. You know, I haven't fallen in that manner, but I struggle with thoughts in my mind that do not line up with the word of God. And it causes my, 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 my desires to want to follow my flesh instead of submitting myself to the Holy Spirit. So it's keeping up with my accountability people. It's keeping up with my accountability partners and, and, and them holding me accountable for where I am in my thought life so that I could put that into check so that I don't end up falling victim to that and sinning, right? And so what I wanted to talk to you guys about was Ephesians 2 uh, I'm going to hit up several verses. Okay. But I think that this will really encourage you. Do not check out, tune in, turn this up, share this with someone. Okay. Ephesians two, one through three, it says this, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you follow the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air. The spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and its thoughts. We all struggle with our flesh. God, Jesus does not say that we will live in this world and be free of, of, of temptations, right? We will be tempted. It's what we do with those temptations. That's what matters. It's what we do with the thought because everything starts with a thought, right? So it's what we do with that thought. If we take that thought captive to the obedience of Christ Jesus and we submit it to the father and just say, you know what? I know I want to do this thing, but I'm not going to, I'm going to worship instead. I'm going to read my Bible instead. I'm going to, you know, maybe turn on a sermon on YouTube or something instead. Those are the things that matters. But are there times when we say, forget it, I'm going to gratify my flesh. Of course I've done it. You've done it. 
But then at the end of the day, where's our heart? Where is it positioned? Is it positioned to say, you know what? I only live once. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to do what I want to do. Or do we say, man, God, I keep messing up and I don't want my heart to be positioned towards wanting to gratify the flesh. I don't want that. I need your help in changing those things about me, right? So the key is to never stop growing our relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Never stop growing those things. The moment that you take your eyes off Jesus, the moment you stop reading your Bible, the moment you stop seeking the Holy Spirit, that is the moment where we begin to just take our path a little bit off course, right? If you look at a ship, if, if it just goes off course, even by just a minuscule, a hundred miles down the road, it's going to be way off course. That slight adjustment will take them way off course. And that slight adjustment in our walk with Christ, when we just say, man, you know what? I just don't, feel like reading my Bible today. And that's okay. Believe I do not read my Bible every day. Okay. Should I? Yes. But there are times where I'm just like, I slept in a little bit longer. I'm just gonna, you know, get a couple more Z's and go to work, you know, but when we make a habit out of putting our relationship with God second to everything else, we are creating a path that does not lead to, um, the, the, the healing, the change that we're seeking in our lives. And so let's go to verse four and verse eight. Verse four says this, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. Verse eight, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, And this is not from yourself. It is the gift of God. I love that. It is the gift of God. There is nothing that you have done. You cannot earn God's grace. You cannot earn God's love. There is no no amount of being good and doing good that can earn your way into heaven, right? It is because God first loved you. That is why. We are at this place to where we're saying, okay, yeah, I'm going to seek you, God. I'm not sure if I'm going to follow you yet, but I'm going to find out more about this Jesus. It is God who is tugging on you. You weren't the one tugging on him. It's him who is tugging on you. Not because you've been good, because come on, before I came to God, I was anything but good. You could probably add a couple verses uh, in the whole Sodom and Gomorrah thing and just put a couple verses about Jessica in there because it would fit. Okay, I was doing everything contrary to 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 following the word of God, but God still called me. It wasn't because I was good. It wasn't because I was deserving. And that's for you. It's not because you're good. You can't be good enough. It's not because you're deserving. That's impossible. It's just simply because he loves you. And maybe some of us have parents who have conditional love. If you get good grades, if you get a good job, if you get a good career, don't shame the family, right? If you do these things, then, oh man, they're so proud of you, right? 
And we put those same conditions on an eternal father who has created us. And he says, I'm not like your parents. I'm not like your aunts and uncles. I'm not like your boss. I love you because I created you. I called you because I created you for something more and something better. You are seeking something that isn't filling you, right? You have voids on the inside of you and you're trying to fill them with sex and you're trying to fill them with alcohol and you're trying to fill them with pornography and you're trying to fill them with girl after girl, uh, chasing career, chasing money, but it always comes up empty at the end of the day. There's a hole at the bottom of that cup. And God's saying, I'm the only one that can fill that. I can heal your heart. I can make you whole. I can make you clean. And it's not because you are good in and of yourself. It's simply because I love you. Because you are my son, you are my daughter, and I am so well pleased with you for who I've created you to be, not what you've done but for who I've created you to be. I created you to be a, 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 a king. I created for you to, to do great things on, uh, on the behalf of the kingdom of God. I have called you for purposes that you cannot even imagine. There is stuff on the inside of you that God has placed, creativity, dreams, goals, that you haven't even scratched the surface of. But it's laying in there waiting for you to just bring that stuff alive. But you have to seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. Verse 10, I love this. It says this. I'm about to wrap up. It says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I never thought that I would be doing what I'm doing. I was shy, an introvert. I always felt that as though I was stupid, not as smart as other people. I hated public speaking. I stuttered, right? Um, I compare myself all the time to other people, but God said, I can use all of that. I can grow you into who I've called you to be. It's not about what you've done. It's not about who you think you are. It's who I've created you to be. So when it comes down to following this process, this long journey of, of sanctification, right? So we have um, salvation. That's us saying yes to God. Sure, God. Yeah, like I'm down. Like I feel something on the inside of me and I know that you're it. So yeah, I give you my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, whatever. Let's go, right? That is salvation. And then sanctification is that Life, we live on earth where daily we are dying to our flesh. Daily we're trying to get it right, but daily we keep screwing up and daily we keep seeking the Holy Spirit and daily we keep growing, right? And then glorification, when everything is all said and done, when it is over, when sin is gone, that is when we are in heaven and sin is gone and we are in our glorified bodies with the King of Kings, with the Lord of Lords, and that's where we want to be. But we have to endure this process of sanctification. Know that you aren't alone. Know that I'm here with you. I always tell people, hey, if you want to talk to me one-on-one, -on -one, please go to my website, www.loveatthecross.com, and shoot me an email. 
I do one-on-one mentoring sessions with people who are not only walking out of homosexuality, but also parents who are just like, I don't know what to do. My my kid is, uh, you know, told me that they're LGBTQ and I don't know what to do. And I help you learn to love them the way Christ loves them and have patience the way Christ has patience with them. Right. And so please hit me up if you need me. I am here for you. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle. This is an ex-lesbian podcast. And of course, you know me, Jessica. Later, guys.